1: Hello and welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Live Network and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm Josh Hyman. And I'm Thomas Welch. And uh, I don't think we got much to talk about, Tommy. Well, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you?
0: I was, I was sitting in class today and just like falling asleep, as usual, listening to teachers. My phone started buzzing off left and right, and I went to go check in. <laughs> There's nothing there. I mean, there's, there's really not much to talk about. Oh, but, uh, um... I, I think there was a trade today. Did you see, Josh? Mm. You know? This is it something minor? Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a little something minor. But, uh, um, yeah, all jokes aside. Before we get, but,
1: yeah, well, before
0: we get into that. All jokes aside,
1: today's episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. Yes, Today's episode is brought to you by Bill Bar. You heard that correctly. Bill Bar is a protein bar the taste like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON. you know, get $10 off your first order. All right, so moving on. Um There was a really important golf tournament yesterday that I think we want to talk about. No, all right. Just kidding. Jake Allen is a member of the Montreal Canadiens. Um, News broke this morning that the St. Louis Blues were trading Jake Allen at a 2022 seventh-round pick to the Montreal Canadiens for... Is it this this year's third-round pick, right? 2020 third-round pick? Yeah, third and seventh,
0: I think. Yeah. Yep. Both this Um, year. Where where do
1: you want to... Start.
0: <laughs> I just think I, I. think it's important to note. Um, after 289 games, 148 wins, a 913 save percentage all time with the Blues and a Stanley Cup to his name, the Jake Allen era has finally come to an end. So let's do a little. Can't believe it. Let's give a little round of applause yeah. for the guy. Yeah. I believe it was four wins away from the from being up, the, the up there at the record. top on the all-time record. So, I mean, you hate to see that, but at the same time, um, in terms of it just being a business move and trying to take cap space for Petrangelo, um, I think Armstrong did a really good job just because, like, I talked about it yesterday on the pod, actually, but like you're really you're in between a rock and a hard place with Jake here because the expansion draft is coming up. He was going to be a free agent. You need to make cap space, and we're kind of in a corner in that situation. This move made a lot of sense for both sides, in my opinion, and I'm excited to see Jake um, play for his childhood favorite team
1: yeah um i mean it's something that uh, jake allen trade is something that we've discussed on this podcast probably from episode one um it's been rumored for as long as i can remember and you know coming up on his contract um running out at the end of next season and the impending Petrangelo deal and the lack of cap space there and the flat cap that isn't rising—it it was kind of just all the cards were were in the right place for for it to finally happen uh, for Jake Allen to get traded. And you know, you look back at us having this conversation months ago, a year ago. <laughs> discussion was, will we, will, is there even a team out there willing to take Jake Allen? Oh, we're going to have to attach picks to it. We're going to have to retain salary you know, just to get rid of him. Next thing you know, not only are the Blues not overpaying, they're, they're getting a pretty good pick back in a really deep draft, and they're not retaining any salary whatsoever. Um, from a pure asset standpoint, I think that's a really good trade for the Blues, uh, a backup goalie that they weren't going to re-sign at the end of next year, getting a third-round pick for him and not retaining salary and not getting any salary back. Can't complain about that from a hockey standpoint.
0: Yeah, especially because like Jake's value was so high at, at, like at the end of the season, even going into this um, next season, like I feel like the Blues maybe not like felt like they needed to act fast but I think it, in the in the long run it was a good idea for them to act as quickly as they did in trading him mm-hmm. just because like everything that Jake did is fresh in everybody's mind and like his save percentage and goals against average like speak for themselves he was at the top of the league in those um in terms of that regard but also just the fact that like people have been talking about how saturated of a market this is this offseason for goalies I mean you got a guy like Holt be kind of Leading the way in terms of free agency But there's a lot of guys out there And there's a lot of teams that need goalies So I think for the Blues to act when they did um, And they're not even really setting the pace For the free agency market But they don't have to compete really with anyone else And I think that... Uh, is good for them in the long run because then they're not going to get driven up to overpay or
1: anything like that. Yeah. um, I think what we've seen from, from the past from Doug Armstrong is that he's sort of just like a... Uh, a stubborn GM, in the sense that, it, it, you know, if if the, the communication isn't there, he's not going. He's not just going to overpay someone just because they're a veteran, they've been here for a while, and they want to stay. Um, he he's very, he very much sticks to his guns, and sometimes that pays off, and sometimes it's very frustrating, but. I mean, right now we've been talking about it for the past few weeks that the dominoes were going to start to fall, that the moves were going to start to happen in order to free up space for Petrangelo. And even saying that, you know, I I, I wouldn't have been surprised if the next few weeks were just silent. Um, so seeing a, a Jake Allen trade so so early, and also one that I think the Blues just maybe even won the trade. Not even from uh, not even considering Alex Petrangelo. Um, so it, yeah, I, I was happy to see the news. Um, from that standpoint, obviously, I, I love Jake Allen. I love him as a backup goalie. I think he's tremendous in his role, and it's going to hurt the team in that sense. But it's it's a, it's a good hockey move. That's 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 my final assertion. Yeah.
0: yeah, I think that's that's a good way of putting it. It's a it's a good hockey move for sure, and it's like. Like you talk about like everyone always talks about like in terms of like business, like you don't want to see a guy like Jake go just cause he's been here for so long. And like what he means to the blue note and like kind of what we talked about, like there's an entire era of blues hockey that you associate Jake Allen with. Um, but at the end of the day, Armstrong's <laughs> getting paid the big bucks to make hard decisions. And this is going to be one of them. Um, but in terms of talking about Alex Petrangelo, um, essentially what does this deal mean? for cap space and Alex Petrangelo personally for me I don't think there's any way under the sun that the blues make this trade if they're not like a thousand percent in on bringing Alex Patrangelo back this season so the fact that they made this trade for me at least personally um points to them doing everything in their power to bring back Alex Petrangelo so I don't think he's going anywhere that's just my yeah. that's just my two cents <laughs>
1: Yeah, um, yeah I, I i i would I would tend to agree. Um, it, it's definitely tough because I, I don't think that this this trade makes it any more or less likely that Petrangelo is resigning. Yeah, it, it's it's me me confidence to see that they're actually making the moves. But making the moves is one thing, and actually getting the deal done is another thing. And I don't think we can get. I don't think we can be too confident to say, "Oh, yeah, it's happening." Now he traded. He traded Allen, like we were all talking about. Might still need to get rid of even more cap space, and then also come to a deal that you know both sides agree on. Both sides are happy with, and that's not a guarantee, especially with a guy like Alex Petrangelo. So I'm not I'm not holding my breath. I'm certainly crossing my fingers, but a lot of work still to do for sure. Yeah, yeah. For I sure.
0: think this. I, I think for me, this is like the first step. I think Tony X said it on Twitter. But this is like the first step in a series of like climbing a mountain essentially. Um but this first step lets me know that Armstrong's mindset is to summit that mountain eventually. Um and I, he's given me no reason not to trust him in the past in terms of getting stuff done. Um so I feel like one way or another he's going to make it happen. But like you said there there definitely is there definitely is a lot of steps that need to be taken before we get there.
1: Um but I have all the faith in the world in the guy, so Absolutely. Well, hey, all these conversations are about one of the best defensemen in the league, Alex Petrangelo. And Tommy, I'm going to ask you, what do you think the best defenseman in the league eats? When he needs that, when he needs some protein, he needs some fuel. When he needs some fuel, oh man, dude! Yeah, you dude I, I mean, with the guy with the
0: C on his chest, he's got to be leading by example, you know. So he's got to yeah, be chowing down a Built Bar hundred
1: percent. Oh, best defenseman ever, or not best defenseman ever, but best defenseman on the team will be eating the best tasting protein bar ever. That is right, the Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. <laughs> Uh, and the best part is, Tommy, 18 amazing flavors and six brand new ones. The new ones, you ready? I'm going to get them to you. Caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, not to mention the original flavor- favorites like coconut almond, peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, toffee almond, peanut butter brownie, and more. Every single bar is covered in 100% chocolate, and they are soft and easy to chew. And the best part is they are healthy. They're great for the health conscious person. Built bar can help you lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. Built bars are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. All right, Tommy, peanut butter, coconut almond, cherry brassier, or cookies and cream? Which one you want to hear about? Cookies and cream. Oh, good choice. The cookies and cream flavor will be giving you 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. But, Tommy, just you wait. It gets better. There is a free Cooler with purchase, well supplies last. I'm not even sure if they're still available now. So go on builtbar.com right now to make sure you get it. You take advantage of that order. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and you will get ten dollars off your next order. Use promo code locked on for ten dollars off at builtbar.com. We'll be right back with the second half of today's episode all right all right all right where to next we 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 just i mean we got a lot i I, i've still got a lot to say i think i should we talk about the heir to the backup throne yeah you want to
0: delve into that a little bit sure billy huso yeah billy huso um so If you you don't know, he is the immediate backup because he's on a one-way contract. Uh, Fourth-round pick back in 2014. He has struggled with injuries and consistency, though. So last season, he played 42 games, had a goal against average of 256 and a save percentage of 909. It's not too shabby. The year before that, he played 27 games, had a 3.67 goal against average and a .871 save percentage. So... (laughs) I mean, uh, consistency. My, my I mean, in terms of like a backup, you also have to think like uh, Jordan Bennington. Like, I love Jake Allen to death. Don't get me wrong. The guy is a blue through and through. I hope he comes back, watches all the games. He's going to be revered as a guy that wore a blue note and won a Stanley Cup here for his entire career. I don't think anyone can take that away from him. But in terms of a workload, Jake Allen and Jordan Bennington, in my opinion, are very different. So, Billy Huso doesn't have to be jordan bennington it doesn't even have to be jake allen because i don't think he's going to play as many games as either of those guys um so in that regard it's not as big of a deal uh but i think eventually there's another prospect in our ranks that's going to make more waves than billy huso but i'll get
1: into that in a minute (laughs) <laughs> Ooh, all right. I'm I'm curious to see who you're going with there. Um, we might have the same idea. But just looking back, I think, especially with a guy like Billy Huso, it's important to remember that some of the past few seasons, the Blues had been sharing their AHL team with the Vegas Golden Knights. So a lot of players, especially goaltenders, um, struggled with their playing time. And I remember reading that about Huso, is that just one of the reasons that there was such a goalie jam with Huso, but also like Bennington, is just because there was... Two organizations worth of goalies fighting for one AHL time, spot, yeah. right? So it was it was tough. It was definitely you know got to be tough in a situation like that. But like you said, the injuries, consistency, et cetera, et cetera. I don't really. I'm going to be honest. You read me those AHL numbers. I, I don't care because goalies goaltending is such a weird position. Yeah, that's like true. that's great. He, it's not that I'm saying they don't matter, but no matter what those numbers are, I, I think. It's going to be very, very evident, his his ability at the next level, purely based on what we see at the next level. Look at a guy like Jordan Bennington, spent so many years in different, organization, or different AHL spots, got to, almost got sent down to the ECHL, numbers were never good, got called up, got a shot, and lit it up. So, um, The reports I've heard about Huso is that he's, he's uh, going to be a good NHL goalie, that he has what it takes, so if he can just, like you said, provide those backup minutes and you know, just be a strong backup goalie for the Blues and give Jordan Bennington the reins full time. Uh, it's going to be interesting for sure. It's it's, it's, it's an interesting uh, dynamic, the, the young goalie. It's sort of been taking over the NHL lately. So who knows? Who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if if we had another Jordan Bennington situation and Billy Huso just started lighting it up and we had another goalie controversy because what's a Blues team without a good goalie controversy?
0: Yeah, honestly. Speaking of young goalies, uh, there's a certain 20-year-old in our our system that has really caught my eye. So I think eventually...
1: Are you good? Falling down over there? <laughs> um, I, did, I, did I? Did something happen? Um, I, I'm just, just, I just I just tried to go. Oh. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm playing it off. Playing off. I'm just, I think we got the same guy in mind here. That's why I'm. Oh, so I'm okay, excited.
0: gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go here with a 20 year old Joel Holfer. Um, yeah. Just because, dude. I feel like like. You talk about a guy like Jake Allen, like coming up, being that young prospect, first round pick, all that jazz, high expectations. I feel like Joel Hofer, being a fourth round pick, is different, but like the way that he carried himself at the World Juniors and he showed the ability to carry the weight of his team. I think his save percentage was like 946, which is just stupid for a tournament. And I get it's a small sample size, but like there's a lot at stake there and a lot of guys are looking at him, So it's like, there's still a lot of pressure, you know? And he excelled under the pressure. He had a 915 save percentage in 48 games with the Portland Winterhawks in the WHL. And that's as a 20 year old. Um, So I think it's, and it's going to be fun to watch this guy develop um, and definitely keep an eye on him because I think he's going to rise in the ranks fast and uh, contend Philly Huso eventually for that that second yeah.
1: spot in the stable. One thing about the Blues is they've always had a very stocked cupboard when it comes to the goaltending position uh, in terms of prospect depth. I think there's a Doug Armstrong, a Doug Armstrong quote, quote, my goodness, so after last year's draft, after they drafted Hoffer, right? it, was, it was last year. Or am I am I am I mixing up? Whatever. After they drafted him, they basically said, "Hey, why you got so many goalies?" And he said, "Look at what we did with Jordan Bennington last year. It's it's. You, there's no such thing as too many goalies in your organization, or something along those lines." So. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see a guy like Joel Hoffer and also another guy, Evan Fitzpatrick, um, another pretty decent goalie prospect in the organization. So, always a good position to have competition at and trade pieces, as we saw today. Um, The future is bright between the pipes for St. Louis, for sure.
0: Yeah, I would have to agree. And and Fitzpatrick is kind of, he's kind of been in that same situation as uh, Jordan Bennington was. Like, guys just kind of like pass him up in the ranks I guess and like he keeps getting looked over so he could have that same mentality of like just going out there and proving everybody wrong that he's capable of um taking the next step and we could see him make waves um throughout juniors as well or not juniors but the AHL um but yeah dude it's gonna be exciting to watch for sure we always have like you said, we always have talented goalies and we even have, who uh, we draft last year? Colton Ellis, right? Um, mm. So you got to keep it Yeah, eye that's, on him that's well. what I was thinking of. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, last I think
1: definitely got Colton Ellis. Yeah. That's when Doug
0: Armstrong had that quote. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. So in terms of like, <sighs> okay, so back to, back to the Alex Petrangelo equation here. What do you think, <laughs> what do you think is the next step in that, in that summit of the mountain to get to the top oh.
1: and, eventually sign it like what kind of pieces do you think we could do that's a that's a tough question i'm gonna take a couple seconds to think it over so it sounds like a perfect time for our our final break of the episode i think so So too. we will be right back all right so you asked what are the next steps to the petrangelo uh Escapade. Yeah. Equation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as of right now, I'm honestly not certain that they wouldn't have enough cap space after this move and putting Tarasenko on a long-term injured reserve. Um, this move definitely frees up the the cap space thing. Or it makes that a lot easier than before because I know that when we were talking about this in, 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 pri- uh, prior, we basically said there's a lot that needs to happen, a lot that needs to go right for St. Louis, and this Jake Allen trade was. The f- was the first of a few dominoes that have to fall to get Petrangelo resigned, but you know it's, it's that much less that you have to do now it's a step in the right direction for sure it's energy that you can now focus on you know getting a contract worked out with Petrangelo because you've got that Allen trade out of the way um, I don't know I think next you, if you're Doug Armstrong you gotta call in the, the financial planner and be like alright what, what, how much more money do I gotta squeeze out what do I gotta free up and then you you, you, you get it done Unless, unless Petrangelo's camp is just asking for an outrageous number, and they're incredibly far apart at this point, I don't see the the ball getting rolling. Because I know all the reports that we've seen saying that the talks are very, very early, and that they're not still close not close. Yet. close so, yeah. I'm hoping that this is sort of a kickstart to get that ball rolling.
0: I like I like the idea of Tarasenko coming off the books and freeing up seven point five. The only problem is, I think if you're if you're Doug Armstrong, you can't bank on that, you know. Right. Because then, like, if he doesn't come off the books and you're banking on that happening, then like you're just shit out of luck and you can't sign Petranja. So I think I think you have to bank on the fact that Tarasenko is going to come back and still free up that amount of cap space. And then if he doesn't, then it's like, okay, well, now we assess this at this point. But I think, I, I, I don't know. You just got to, you can't move like core guys. Like I've seen people talk about trading Jaden Schwartz. There's no way. You talk, I mean, you talk about like a guy being a catalyst and like the energy of your team, especially in the playoffs, especially in that bubble. But last year in the playoffs as well, like Jaden Schwartz is essentially the engine of this team in terms of forechecking in terms of scoring in terms of just playing all three zones to the best of his
1: abilities I don't I don't Think moving him is the right equation there yeah i mean you look at the you look at the numbers you look at the dollar values assigned to these players and really the only ones that stick out to me would be tyler bozak or alex steen but even then i, I don't think it's it's the easiest thing to get done um, i'm gonna pull up cap friendly right now i think steen has a no a no trade clause yeah he's um, hard to move you'd have to buy him out essentially i think bozak right, has no
0: movement
1: yeah let me let me get on the blue let me get on the blues cap friendly real quick just so we but can i
0: know i know another option really that, like, break this for, down yeah for me personally i think it would make a lot of sense to move zach sanford just because you have a lot of like prospects clem and especially that are waiting in the wings kind of like like able to take that next step but there's so many uh-huh. like like kind of like pigeonholed like we talked about with Tage Thompson um, <laughs> like he talked about like he talked about yeah um, but I think you could get a solid return for Zach Sanford as well just because like he had a pretty good season this year and especially that stretch of games he was just a man on fire
1: um, right Absolutely. But, so, looking at the uh, looking at the cap friendly right now, uh, Alex Steen has a no trade clause for the next two seasons, and Tyler Bozak has a modified no trade clause for the next two seasons okay. as well. So, there are I guess there are some teams on Bozak's list that you could you work on a trade with Bozak. Basically, is right. what that means. With Steen, you'd have to get him to agree to waive uh, his his no trade clause, which I He's not. I can't do really that, see him doing. No. Justin Falk has a no-trade clause for the next forever. Um, Carl Gunnarsson not no has no-trade clause. Interesting. No, not no movement. Nobody on the team has a no movement clause, from what I can see, which is awesome because that's how teams got screwed over in the expansion draft. Yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, so, I mean, looking at it, Zach Sanford would be a perfect name. You'd free up a million and a half there. It's not the biggest dollar amount, but it would make a lot of sense. You could probably get some pretty decent value back for him. That's what I'm thinking. As well. Um,
0: Even if it's just, like, draft picks, you can also, like, like, if you want to trade Bozak to one of those teams on his list and they don't want to take on his cap hit, you could give them draft picks too. I know Armstrong's mm-hmm. kind of loved doing that in terms of, like, mm-hmm. cap dumps. Um so that could be a play as well and you kind of get like a two-for-one deal. If you get draft capital for Zach Sanford and then flip it in a trade with Tyler Bozak, I don't know. Maybe that's an option. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, it's going to be tight. Looking at looking at cap friendly, it shows the Blues having $20,000 in cap space right now. So. Hmm. Oof! it's going to be tight and that's that's with Jordan uh with Jake Allen's contract off the books. So there's yeah, yeah, but the draft to good nice. They're going to sign Vince Dunn too. Mm-hmm. uh yeah, it's going to be it's going to be it's going to be a rocky ride. It's going to be a wild ride for these next few weeks. I think this is a position we haven't really been in ever as as Blues fans sort of like the the post championship Oh boy, we have too many good players. Uh, panic! It's, it's a good good situation to be in. Like, which one of our really good players do we sign? But it's it's a little it's a little scary. Um, but hey, Tom, I don't, no one I don't, I'd don't think anybody.
0: Come. I don't think anybody should just kind of like bury their hands in the, their heads in the sand and be like, oh well, like. Alex Petrangelo will still be a blue, and like we'll still have the same team next season, and like everything will work out the way it's supposed to be. Like, no, this team is probably going to be like (laughs) pretty stripped, (laughs) not stripped of like talent or anything, but it's going to look a lot different next year, in my opinion. And
1: that's not. That's not always a bad thing. Right, that's not necessarily a bad thing. We've seen young guys come up and and prove themselves and play above their pay grade all across the league, and St. Louis hasn't really had guys do that recently, especially in the forward position, just because... They've had they have such good forward depth, um, but yeah, if they do dump a couple of their their offensive options and, and give some younger guys an opportunity, it could be really exciting. Or if they don't re-sign Triangelo, then we're giving some young guys an opportunity at defense, which is also exciting. Um, it's gonna be a rocky ride, but hey, there's no there's no one I'd rather be on this adventure with Tommy here at the Locked On Blues Podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'll hold your hand the whole time, Josh. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, can't wait, can't wait. All right, we're 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 getting to the end of this one. You got any? Final thoughts, some closing um, messages final for thoughts,
0: I feel like if Doug Armstrong maybe offered Alex Petrangelo a contract before he extended Braden Shen and before he extended Justin Falk and before he extended a bunch of these guys, maybe we wouldn't be yep. in the position that we are right now. But yep. we are, so he's trying to kind of make the best of it and turn things around. And I feel like, I mean, trading Jake Allen sucks, but it's a good – it's a good start to building cap space and bringing the captain back. So
1: in that regard, I'm hopeful and I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, me too. Uh, I'm I'm excited. It's going to be, it's going to be a fun few weeks. We've been saying that for a while, but the ball is starting, starting to get rolling. Um, So yeah, thanks everybody so much for listening. Enjoy playoff hockey and basketball. These next few nights is getting really fun. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Locked on Blues to stay up to date and in tune with all of our all of our happenings with the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Josh Heiman NHL. Follow Tommy at T Welcher fifteen.
0: Josh put up some sick highlights on the Locked on Blues Twitter. Did, of Jake I Allen. Did. So My, nice the thread. Yeah, is yeah. Go
1: sweet. check out. Go check out. Uh, I, I posted a thread with a couple of Jake Allen's best saves over his career. Feel free to add some that I definitely missed because he's had so many good moments in the with the blues um so check that out thanks so much for listening see you guys tomorrow